Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 63. In this episode, we'll be talking about our featured basic action, Exposed, how to use taunts effectively, and wrapping it all up just in time for Gen Con, Brewing for Golden Age. So let's kick it off with our featured basic action, Exposed. Okay, we are here with Ken Poole. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing great. We So today it is time for our featured basic action. And I feel like this basic action does not get a lot of love, especially when you consider what it can do for your team. Uh, oh, yeah. So the team that we're talking, or the card we're talking about today is Exposed. Um, it's from the Spider-Man set. It's kind of weird, like, most of the things that people know that came out of the Spider-Man set are basic actions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so it's it's a three-cost basic action, and it says target opponent must pay one life for each non-villain assigned to block this turn. It also has a global. Pay two bolts. Target character may must pay one life to block with one or more characters. You may only use this once per turn. So w- why is this such a good card um, for us to kind of feature it? Well, you've got blocker manipulation, and blocker manipulation always equals, you know, a little bit more control on your attack step. Um, it's a really strong ability as long as they don't have a villain team. It kind of has, um, it fits into a similar slot as Villainous Pact. I think that that might be a little bit too similar, even. It, uh-huh. it, I think that competing with Villainous Pact hurts it a little bit because Villainous Pact has the ramping global. But um, if you're running an all-villain team, you cannot be hurt by this. Yeah, I, that, like, that's what I love about it. Because, I mean, we've been talking a lot about that Harley Quinn. And Harley Quinn just it asks oh yeah. to have a lot of villains on the team. And I, I just love having this card, especially when you are playing against someone who has no villains on their team. Now, you can actually play a little bit more aggressive with these villain teams. And they're going to have to make the decision. Yeah, it, it does... It does a few things. I mean, it does some blocker manipulation. It does the thing that we're always talking about where you're forcing your opponent to make a tough choice. I mean, it's a pay one life. It's not they take one damage. There's no getting around it. You play this action, you and if they don't if they have non-villains in the field, they are going to get hit. I mean, really as long as they don't have a way to mitigate attack damage, they're looking at at least one or more damage. If they have a way to mitigate attack damage, they might be able to get through it, but then you're creating more problems for them because mitigating attack damage usually comes through in the form of globals that they're having to save and yeah. mess up their economy for. Like, it's a really, really strong basic action at only three cost. Yeah, and especially with it's that you have to pay life, there's not yeah. really a way to get around paying. Yeah, it's... You can't really redirect it to Ronan or anything. You yeah, have to pay for it. It's not taking damage. It's paying life. You have to pay it. And it's not, you know, pay one life or KO character or, uh, you know, pay energy. It's pay one life or you don't get to, do, you don't get to block with a non-villain. It's a really, really strong card. Um, I do think that another thing that kind of hasn't helped it is the set that it comes from <laughs> coming <laughs> yeah, from, I mean, coming from the uh least loved i think set in the game and, so, so I and i'm starting you, to think it's well, undeservedly so yeah what like, do you think's more least loved this or an uncanny x-men because i i hear a lot of not not a lot of love with uncanny x-men too uh there's a few standouts with uncanny x-men and there's a few standouts with this and i think that as the game progresses um spider-man set becomes better it gets more support um it gets more useful and some of the old cards that were rotated out that overshadowed it kind of like gets rid of it i think that with uncanny x-men the fact that the most used card in the game came from it did a lot for the reputation of yeah, the rest of the I, set i, I think because because of that i think a lot of people would look once or twice again at the set whereas when you look at spider-man initially you're just like this is not the great you may not go back and look at it 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 doesn't have that one shining light to bring attention to it i mean no matter what professor x was bringing attention to the x-men set um 
whether that attention then was able to focus on other cards or not kind of depended on the user. But there isn't that one bright shining beacon that fits on every team like a lantern ring, like a Professor X, like a Gobby or Serena, like a uh, the new rare Batman, you know, or Two Faces coin, or the upcoming Nowhere. So I think that that's another reason that this doesn't get played as often. In addition to kind of competing with the villainous pact and villainous pact having ramp built in. Yeah. So back to the basic action, I think my two favorite pl- ways to play it is one is if you're playing kind of more of a burn-oriented team. So this actually works really well with a Firefly bolt team. Um, and especially if you're all bolt villains, because what happens is you just start burning them away, and then you really only need to get your opponent down to you know ten, ten to probably seven ish, around there. Yeah. And then you just wait for this to come through, and that's going to start causing them an issue because if you have a fairly sizable field at that point, um, it's either like okay, you're down to seven, you either take or you know pay three life to block three characters but then you still have four more characters to go through that may just be enough to finish off the game yeah um and then i the other one is out of jared's dr j's um sketchbook is to use raza ghoul with a global yeah that <laughs> that can backfire on you so you've got to kind of plan for that uh if I was running this with Ra's al Ghul, I think I'd be trying to buy these up early so my opponent can't use it against me. Mm-hmm. That, that or sticking one of the Wonder Woman. I think the can't target your characters with globals. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good too. <laughs> it seems it seems like everything comes back to just throw one. It, I think that's coming becoming a thing. Just throw Wonder yeah, Woman on it. Throw the Wonder Woman <laughs> on it. Throw a ring on it. It's becoming the new throw a bard on it. Um, although, although not as... You know, it, yeah, busted. yeah. It's a, it's actually a little more balanced. I really like the global on this too. It's a little expensive where it costs, where it's a two cost global, but it's something that you can do every turn. And if you're running any kind of aggro and you have any kind of excess energy, I mean, you need it to be two bolts. But if you're consistently running with excess energy, and which happens, I think, on a lot of aggro yeah. teams you're going to cost your opponent that one life kind of no matter what if they want to block, you know, even if, and that's kind of where even if they do have a villain team, you can still use it to ding them and they can still use it to ding you. But uh, if you're the one bringing it, you should be planning to use both parts of the card more than your opponent I've used that global to whittle people down slowly, little by little before, um, you know, especially with my spectacular rolls with Firefly, who I think it's a double bolt. There's no character face on the right. card. It's just double bolts. Yeah. That I usually just have a double bolt waiting here. Um, I do like how this was like kind of one of those globals they first tried to balance out a little bit where it says you can only use this once per turn. I mean, <laughs> imagine how bad this would be if uh, you could just stack. <laughs> yeah, it would get out of control so fast. It, it's like, okay, and I pay six bolts for this global. You're going to have to been three life to block yeah yeah (laughs) Um, what's cool is that it does stack with the action itself so you can get them paying two yeah for that first character you know and then every character after that would be just one from the action yeah i definitely like that and i when when i start seeing you know i know zach just likes globals but i like when the globals end up complementing whatever card it's on in some way shape or form like yeah, it's really fun when that happens. Yeah, the the one that I've never really understood was the Kitty Pride, the Shadow Cat one, where she's unblockable on her turn, but then there's a global that your opponent can yeah, use. Yeah, she comes with the answer to herself. Yeah. Another another really good example from the uh, Spider-Man set, actually, that has a good thing like that is the, uh, the Agent Venom, that when he gets hit or when he takes damage... Fields a sidekick, and then his global is pay an energy of any type and r- refill that defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, d- I do. I think that the Spider-Man set isn't as bad as yeah. As, as a lot it's of not as bad as it yeah. once was because yeah. I was. You know, I'm not saying it's not as bad as everyone thought because it was. It's yeah. just getting better. Yeah, I kind of want this s- is a really really good card from yeah, it. I kind of want to see what would happen if you just threw a Commissioner Gordon into one of those old Spider-Man teams just to see how much that would just change the dynamic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could do some some craziness. Um, so um, we've kind of talked about why why this card is actually a pretty good one, but um, we you know we've talked a little bit about why wouldn't you want to add this card into your team? 
if you're not running villains, stay away from it. Just <laughs> yeah, like Villainous yeah. Pact, yeah, do like not those. bring Exposed or Villainous Pact or The Outsider. Those are all bad cards if you do not <laughs> have a villain team. You want to have a lot of villains. I, I mean, you want at least half your team, I think, to be villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And then so the other one, so this is always, this is where this card I think gets a little tricky for me when I play it, is when should you buy this action dice? Because it, because if you buy it too early, it may just be a dead die in your bag. But if you're waiting too late, you might not see it coming through. See, so. I, I don't see it ever being a fully dead die in your bag. If in the really early game, you know, if you look at it and you see that your opponent doesn't have any villains, and and they're pretty savvy about the game and about the card, and they want to snatch them up before you can, so you can't be constantly using them against you or against them. Uh, even in the early game, if you're just attacking with sidekicks and they're just blocking with sidekicks, those aren't villains. Like, it works then, too. So, um, depending on the build that you've got and depending on your opponent, buying it really early, I don't see as a problem. You know, buying a bunch of them early, that's probably not a good idea. But um, I think that it gets really good once you've got a board set up and you've both got mm-hmm. kind of a presence. Um if for whatever reason it hasn't been bought up and you've walled up and both be, both players have like eight characters, that is a massive damage <laughs> yeah. on a three-cost basic action. Um, I I think that you'd have to be kind of... It would be a mistake to let the game get there without having bought them mm-hmm. already, but I think it's an early to mid-game buy. Okay, yeah. And buying more than one or... It's situational. If If you've got a team that's built to use it often if you've got a fairly aggressive um yeah like imagine team, if, if you're yeah. using that that uh common cheetah from justice league it seems like you'd want to use it every turn because yeah. you are now essentially doing two yeah possibly three if you you know yeah there's pull two cheetahs and miss. there's a ton of little you know little ping damage and uh you know field presence damage that complements this extremely well i mean like you said, with Firefly is a really good one to, to bring with it. Cheetah is a really good one to bring with it. Harley Quinn is obviously a really good one to bring with it. Black Manta. Like, I field my Firefly and deal you, you know, three or four damage. I attack with it. I use the uh, the global. You're paying two life to block it, to recycle it, and for Black Manta to hit you again with retaliation. Like, there's a lot of good that can be done. And on the really aggressive builds, I think that buying two, possibly even three, would I've be good. I've bought three before in some games that have gone so long, and yeah. I didn't have like a, I think it was a draft, so I you know you don't have your max complement of die, but right. I knew I had enough villains that if I was aggressive with it and if it could come out, you know, almost every other turn, I could cause my opponent to be you know be a little bit more defensive than they normally would be, and that's actually how I won the game. Was I was just like I got to make sure this die comes out as much as possible so i can force them to think about what they're going to do next yeah it turns into a situation where you know every every couple of turns or so your opponent is going well do i take the damage on the die or do i take (laughs) extra damage for blocking it you know it's it creates that really good tough question for your opponent it's a really really strong basic action it's a lot of fun to play with plus it has some pretty cool art like yeah you see it is it's doc ock doc ock sitting sitting there with (laughs) I'm Aunt May. And, I'm uh, guessing that's Aunt May yeah, and, and, and Spider-Man. Yeah, that's like, I, I love it. That's, <laughs> I, yeah. I always love that art. So uh, if you guys have used Exposed before or if you have any other questions or any ideas for our featured basic actions, you can always shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Ken, thank you so much. Um, now that we kind of got us along the line, I swear people are just going to be thinking, man, Ken and kt just put harley quinn on everything we don't that's fine but it's but it's fun would it be such a bad world if we did (laughs) i mean it'd be a villain filled world and you'd know how to take us apart but would it really be so bad okay guys we are here with dr j how are you doing today my friend doing really good um i'm kind of excited about this because this is i think this is a term that you hear used a lot but not a lot of people kind of go into the details of the nuances of it and that's um, what people call taunts. So you can, can you kind of explain p- to people what people mean by taunts? Yeah, actually, I don't know why, but that term really bugs me 
because it's not in the game. You know, it's kind of like when people say blanking, like it, bl- it blanks a card. N- nothing, no cards. I think before Guardians of the Galaxy ever even used the word blank. In their it was text. always like ignore. It was like ignore the text or something like that. And, you know, it's just a way for us to shorten it down. So what taunts are, they're force blocks and force attacks. Any ability that allows you to force an enemy character to block one of your characters or forces them to attack uh, on their turn. So, I mean, like the giant spider in, uh, in, in second, D&D. second D&D, that's a force block. Bane from the Batman set, that's a force attack. And there's a variety of different energies that you pay depending on what it is yeah so what why are we're kind of these taunts or these for, I, I like to call them force abilities um why why are they so kind of important in the game because i know you've used a lot of them to great effect yeah a lot of card abilities don't realize their full potential until you have some sort of force block or force attack mechanism in on your team so it's because usually it's like this character has to get damaged or this character has to be blocked or yeah exactly so like if you're playing with a green goliath and you have a force block that's really good because you can force a character to block attack with green goliath they have to block him especially if he's the only character that blocks he takes the damage and then his ability triggers same thing with killer frost I, i use the force block in order to have multiple characters ko her and then her ability would trigger in each of those characters that dealt her damage would KO her, and then they would be put back into their into the opponent's bag. Um, another good example was I had a team that was built around the Black Lantern Martian Manhunter, and his ability is when he blocks and knocks out a character, your opponent loses life equal to that character's level. And there was no way to make I mean, it work yeah, without a force attack. Because, I mean, you could attack with the Black Lantern Green Martian, and, or Martian Manhunter, yeah. and... Your opponent's like, well, I'm not going to block that and just get it out of the field, and now you got to wait to cycle it and hope you roll it again. Yeah, and he didn't have amazing attack stats. I mean, he's like a 4, 5, 6 or something, but his defense was really low. And so if you attacked with him, they could block, knock him out, and his ability wouldn't go off whether he knocked their character out or not because he had to knock him out blocking. And so I'd always put a force block, a force attack on that team so that I could get his ability to trigger. And then I played that with other characters like... uh, one of the Banes from the world's finest set that the global is on, the Force Attack global is on, has one where when he KOs a character, you deal damage to your opponent yeah, I think based that's on the like half of their attack or something. I think, I think two of them have an ability when they KO a character, then you do something. Yeah, let's see. I'm looking at it now. Is uh, One of them is when Bane KOs an opposing character dies, spin your dice level up one level. Um, that's the common, and then the the uncommon is if Kane if Bane KOs an opposing character die draw two dice, any drawn villain dice add any drawn villain dice to your prep area return the rest of your bag. It was the rare that I and used. then yeah the rare this is yeah this is the one because I think I tried making this work in a draft one time. <laughs> um, when when Bane KOs an opposing character die Bane deals half of that character's attack to the target opponent rounded down. Yeah. So. And that and that applies if he knocks out multiple characters, then you know the the damage continues to stack. Plus, plus you know, if you, your opponent has like a big character, you're like, oh yeah, feel that, feel that. Let, let yeah. me use that against you. Yeah, exactly. So that's one really good use for a force block or force attack is to really augment the abilities of your other character cards to make them work for you. Another reason you would want to is to get pretty heavy control pieces out of the field yeah like those, those pesky control keys because the drawback with them because if you look at you know oracle or any of the constantines or um what are lex luther lex luther you look at them they're all like five six seven defense dwarf characters. wizard yeah has a zero attack on one side yeah there's and, no downside to taunting him through. Yeah, so if you taunt him you know you, you're paying one energy maybe possibly want losing one or two life but it's going to make a whole, 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 whole lot of difference because, uh, like, you, you do it for Dwarf Wizards. You don't take any damage. You've just taken out the character that your opponent's relying on to make sure your card is blank. And then now we got to play the game of it has to go through his bag. So if you taunt him at the right time, right before your opponent has to refill their bag, that's it's, yeah, exactly. it's like a you know, crapshoot if he's going to get it anytime soon. Or right after they have refilled their bag. <laughs> that's the worst. And that's the real the real bonus to a force attack is if you don't block, it's going to their used pile. 
And that's why for some in some instances I like force attacks better than force blocks because force blocks if the cart if the die gets KO'd it's going to go to the prep area and they're just going to re-roll it. Unless you have something that, it, that unless you're playing like an overcrest team and you want to keep your character yeah, on the field. Playing that or you're yeah. playing with a character like Cyborg that when he KOs a character goes to the use pile. I don't think Cy- I think Cyborg only does that when he's blocking, but yeah, I think there's like, some like a, your name Arita, I think is the most Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, right send now. them to the used pile when they get knocked out. Um, but that's a, an upside to force attacks. There's also a real downside to bringing these globals, and that's your opponent can use them against you, <laughs> yeah. which is really can be really rough. So, for instance, on my force block team with Killer Frost, lots of times what would happen is, especially when I play against Russ, because he just knows my <laughs> play style, you know, and he can read what I'm doing, he would use that force block against me to get vital characters out of the field, like killer frost and if he force blocks it then he's only sending one die to his bag instead of the three that i would send to his bag on my turn Uh, same thing with force attacks if you have any control pieces on your team and you have a force attack global they're probably not going to stick around long unless you have some way to stop your opponent from using that i I think our theme right now so far in our our, all our segments is like throw wonder woman on (laughs) she seems to protect you yeah i mean she's really good another great one thing i used on my force attack team was the uh human paladin from the first D &D set we talked about it before how it uh has the ability where your characters cannot be targeted by globals used by your opponent and while that's in Golden Age, we also mentioned that there's another card in Guardians coming out with the same ability. So if you're bringing a force attack, it might be a good idea to put that on your team. Um, Electra would be another good way to stop them from... Yeah, I mean, especially if you're playing... Like, I'm telling you, that Electra is like the perfect card to protect multiple man yeah, early exactly. in the game. Well, then Raven. And, see, and, <laughs> see, see, that's what you do. You get Electra out first, and then you get Raven... Now everything's protected, including the electron stuff, which, oh, it, it, it gets bad. And that's, that's a perfect <laughs> example of why masks are the best, <laughs> the best energy in the game right now is because of Raven, because you're just like, oh, well, it's a mask, which means it's protected by Raven. So I can throw that on my mask team, you know, and just the sheer level of protection that she offers is, is too much. But, uh, but yeah, so if you have force attack or force blocking your team you want some way to protect your characters if you bring it with an oracle your opponent's just going to use it on you and yeah. you're never going to keep that character in the field uh so, so that that brings up a good point so say you're sitting down you're not you didn't bring any taunts but then you see the taunts on the other side of your of your of, of your opponents like how do you respond to that like how do you counter the taunts um in terms of like can you use you know what's the best way to determine can I use those to my advantage and turn the tables on my opponent? Or, like, how, how do I use those more for my team, even though I'm not the one who brought it? You know, how, like, how do you prepare for that? So one thing that I really like to do is if your opponent is playing a force block, what you do is they'll force a character to block. You want to have multiple characters in the field so that you can double block or triple block a character because lots of times that can mess up what it is that they're planning on doing. It won't work against Killer Frost because then all those characters would just go to the bag. But there's lots of times where they'd be like, I will force this character to block and then you block with more than that character and you might have something like a cyborg that's going to send it to the use pile or you might have, you know, you might be KOing a a vital character that they don't want to have gone. And so having multiple characters in the field can really mess with your opponent. Also, uh, it's hard to make force blocks work if you're attacking with multiple characters. So if your opponent forces one of your characters to block and block and attacks with multiple characters, you aren't forced to assign that to any one character. You I always forget shoot. that sometimes. Yeah, it feels like I have like, to block the character they want me to block. No, you don't. You get to pick which one you want to block unless they're playing with the Ultron drone <laughs> with that <laughs> double fist force block. Then you don't have a choice. Um, I'm going to put that in a 10 cost Ultron and just, (laughs) (laughs) I have hopes and desires. (laughs) It's a nine cost Ultron, by the way. Uh, Another fun thing that I did that I kind of caught one of my opponents off guard in the WKO was he had brought Bane with the force attack global. And I had a really heavy control team. It had the killer frost on, but it had Oracle. It had listed Drac. It had a lot of vital characters with really low attack. And he would constantly 
force them to attack to try to get them through. I had Constantine on that team too. And every time he did, I made sure I saved a mask and forced one of his characters to block. Cause he'd always be like, I force that character to attack. And then I'd be like, well, I force, you know, your sidekick to block or I force your Constantine to block. And it would, it really took away the, the, um, the, the advantage that the force attack gave him because he was trying to get my Constantine out of the field and he couldn't. He was trying to get my Oracle out of the field and he couldn't because I was forcing his character's block. So they do kind of counteract against each other. If you think you're going to run into a force attack, maybe think about bringing a force block global, one that'll fit on your team because yeah. and, and, it works and really well. The, one of the globals that I always like is if you know you're playing in a meta that has a lot of force attacks, bring blink, blink transmutation or what is distraction was the old version of it. Uh-huh. Um, because that just... You're like, okay, use your fist for nothing. I'll, I'll, I'll keep a mask and, you know, pull my, my character back, and it's still on the field. Yeah, that's actually really good. If don't pair that if you have a force attack, though, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> your opponent will just those don't work well together on the same team. Um, so if you're thinking about bringing a force attack, you don't blink, bring blink transmutation unless you're running a ring or something. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how about having both of them? So, having both a force attack and a force block. I've done that before. Um, I don't. I don't like it for the for the reason that I said before. Yeah, if you, you force can attack, then your opponent can just use the force block to stop to keep their characters in the field. So, unless you have a team that's built around it, like a character who does damage every time they're like, engaged, like, yeah, or, or something, a deadly character, I guess. Yeah, a deadly character. Then that might work. Uh, but you're, you're going to run into that issue on most teams where they don't really synergize well together. Uh, another thing to, to think about is the call-out keyword that's coming out in the Guardians of the Galaxy set because that is like a taunt on a character card. So what that is is when those characters attack, you pick a die to block each character with call-out, and they have to block that character die, or they can't block at all. I'm pretty sure is how uh, it works. Let me double-check that. Yeah, D- double check just to be sure because we haven't played with it yet. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a brand new because I know infiltrate is almost a weird combination of um, di- of distraction and um, a force block, really, right? Cause, yeah, kind cause, of. Because I mean, you know you, you sort of have to block, but you have to block if you don't want to take the infiltrate yeah. damage. Um, where's the card? So if you guys are looking for some of these cards and stuff, what I'm looking for right now is our the insert card which you can find at uh, doubleburst.com. So we're looking at callout. So it's callout. When a character die with callout attacks, you target an opposing character die. The target die, the targeted die can only legally block the attacking die that used callout on it, and no other die can legally block that die, uh, block, can legally block the die that used callout. If, oh. if the die that used callout cannot be legally bro- blocked for any reason... Uh, uh, then you cancel the, cancel the call out. Then you cancel the call ability. out. Yeah, that's actually even even better than I thought it was because if I attack with a character with a call out and I say I want, I'm forcing your oracle to block it, your oracle has to block it if it's legal, right? Yeah. And no other die can, can block, block it. it. So you kind of get around that whole issue of multi, multiple blockers on the on the attacker. I don't know what cards exactly the call-out ability is on. I'm just hoping there's yet. not, like, a super but, rare out there that's kind of like Mr. Miracle and will give call-out to all your character There cards. is one, though. Is it's there? Star-Lord, yeah. yeah. The super rare Star-Lord gives it to your Guardian's characters. <laughs> see, see, not all your characters, yeah, but your see, Guardian's characters. I'm glad it's not for everything, because <laughs> I totally know I would see Killer Frost again, and you'd put call-out on it, and... Yeah, there's some <laughs> there's some rocket raccoons out there though that that could be nasty on or the Gamora from Guardians or from Age of Ultron that has a sort of deadly type thing to it that could be nasty. Oh man! So oh, the, the 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 brewing is starting yeah, to exactly. trigger in your head right now. So, but keep keep going down that path because our our next segment we're, we'll be doing that too for our brewing buddies from a user submitted one. So keep going that, um, Doctor J. Thank you so much for kind of talking about taunts because it's kind of funny how. You hear a lot of people say it, but since it's not in the rule book or anywhere, I, I have a feeling a lot of new players, because when I first started, I'm like, why are they calling these taunts? Taunt? Like, what? It's I like, think it's a yeah. carryover from other games yeah. that, like, Magic might have a taunt ability or something along those lines, and it's just kind of bled, yeah. bled into Dice Masters. But when they say taunt, they're talking about yeah, force Yeah, it's those attack, force, force, the yeah. force abilities, yep. um, not, not Star Wars Force. That's <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, guys, we are here with the KO King, Dr. J and Kenpool. Gentlemen, are you ready to do some, you know, discussion about brewing? But we're not talking about brewing in modern because I think a lot of us have been, that's all we've been thinking of as of late. But with Gen Con coming up and we, we have not forgotten about the Golden Age format, which is pretty much everything minus um, the two basic actions, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm pulling up the rules right now to make sure that there isn't anything else that we're missing, but I'm pretty sure that's all that it was. Yep. So the, the, re- the reason why we kind of wanted to do this roundtable is that uh, Modern has started, and but we have all these sets coming out. How, like, we, what we wanted to do is kind of take a look back and see how Golden Age is going to be affected with kind of these new sets, or is it just going to be a lot more of the same mold that we've seen before? Um, you know, like, what do you guys think? Is it going to be the same old, or are we going to see a little bit of more influx of variety? It's like, not going to be the same old. Definitely the Dwarf Wizard is going to be swapped out for Shriek. I don't know if there's any both. other changes, but that's know. definitely going to be a change. I think <laughs> if you went with a straight old Bard team, I think you would be in trouble. That's my own opinion. I think there's a lot of things that are going to alter if you're planning on for instance like a professor x or something you may face wonder woman and then you don't get that ramp um because like all all the wonder womans have potential threats to ruining something from golden age right yeah yeah and a couple of them i feel like have potential threats to ruin everything from golden age yeah i mean (laughs) bard is a win attack so wonder woman stops that the ring now it it even granted you can blanket but yeah it even stops the behold the beholder too so is that gonna shift maybe is that going to actually invigorate more people to try ultraman and golden i don't know i i was speaking to someone this week on facebook i just don't know if ultraman is is as good anymore i mean we granted it was really good and but it seems the basic action idea has kind of tilted people away from just playing Ultraman or or Beholder. I don't know if that's just because they want to try something different or if it's actually from the basic actions. It it does feel like we've seen kind of the rise and fall of Ultraman. I'm like, it's still super powerful. There's still a ton of potential, but the counters are so widely known now where you look at something like when Bard had its rise it didn't really have a fall. What it had was people who were sick of playing it, a lot of house rule bans, um, a lot of people who said, I'm better than that, I'm not going to play with Bard. But it didn't fall due to mechanics in the game, uh, which is a testament to how much, just in this past year, how much WizKids has balanced the game and balanced older problems uh, with the release of new sets. Except for the Lantern Ring. That's still a problem. Well, now you got a Wonder Woman that can- cancels that out, and that cancels out Bard. Wonder too. Woman, kind of true. Well, yeah. Wonder ring, Woman helps. The ring wasn't as good in what would be Golden Age because you had counters to it. You had uh, Captain America. You had other. There was a lot more that action yeah. could come too. back out. And generally, Bard teams were faster and could deal the damage. Yeah. Or With, clear the characters out of their field so they didn't get enough ring damage to kill you through. Um, but yeah, you're right. Things have changed now, especially with Wonder Woman. I mean, she has really, she's really going to make an impact on what used to be Golden Age meta in a big way. Uh, mostly because those were all force attack or uh, when attacks abilities, and she shuts those down. Yeah, I think uh, one that kind of lays in the weeds there that may be forgotten that would be really impactful in in some Golden Age would be. Uh, zombie Magneto. Oh yeah, we have gotten so used to playing those. Really, those. Great. I mean, like multiple man. He's cheap, right. two cost, and he's a newer character. Because um, it's is it three or is it two? Okay, how but, about how about this? So Zombie Magneto, he puts a stop to Dark Side, doesn't he? Because Dark Side gives all of your sidekicks swarm, but they're considered zero cost characters, right? So they lose their ability. But I would say that goes to the same I, thing as the ring. Z Mags is three cost and yeah, lower. Three three cost and lower. I would Which have means to, that she, 
That would blank shriek. Well, I'd have to. It would. It would. Yeah. It would blank shriek. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to go double check because it, zombie Magneto is involved in that kind of weird, yeah, applied versus yeah, not applied ability thing. So I'm not quite sure. It absolutely should. If it would. If it would. Yeah, I'm not so. I'm not 100 percent sure either. But he does, like we said, stop multiple man. He stops Electra. He stops. I think Guy it would Gardner. bring. A, he's gonna mess up. I, I feel like. Uh, well, I guess he probably wouldn't mess up Darkseid because of the way that they ruled yeah. it on the ring. Right. But so. it would it would mess up Shriek. It would mess up... It would mess up Shriek. It would mess up so many things. Like, like people you, wouldn't mess up wizards, wizards. Like, yeah. whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I... Constantine, he always messed up Constantine. I would throw him on my team if I was playing in a competitive Golden Age just as that slot that if I if I use it, I use it. If not, I don't. But it can wreck teams. Yeah. Think about how much easier um, if you're if you're trying to get after some of the White Lanterns or the uh, Marvel What If type crossovers. How much easier they'll be if you have Professor X on, like as an option. You're just rolling a lot more dice. You're going to get a lot of different energies. You throw in an energy fixer or two, and you could be getting those guys like turn two. This, I mean, the game seems so much different if you bring Professor X back in. Like yeah. you oh, just he, casually he play where that you, where you don't have like so a much. hard yeah. counter to it. It's it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I think though that Dark Side kind of solves one of the old problems with the Professor X, and that was when you had two people who were doing Professor X the whole time. Whoever broke their ramp first kind of was going to be at the disadvantage. Now, if you buy Dark Side, you can still you know keep some of your ramp there with with that. But once he's out in the field and you have a sidekick out, you don't need Professor X anymore. Because you're using all your stuff, so then you can bring out something to stop your opponent from using yeah, it. Yeah, I I think that he's better than Professor X. Yeah. Because with Professor X, if you want to buy that seven-cost character, chances are you're not getting that awesome ramp next turn. Whereas with Darkseid, if you buy that seven-cost character, you've effectively used all that energy that you have. If but, you can get that dark side but out. There's, there's, there's yeah, downsides there's downsides to both. If you can't keep a sidekick oh, yeah. in the field, then you're, you broke your ramp and you're going to pay for it. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm surprised that you haven't mentioned the, the reintroduction of a specific card. Oh, in, in blue eyes goes on automatically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, you're only you're only building uh, seven t- seven characters. Oh, oh yeah, are, yeah. We, are, we, are we doing the, the the Black Manta Hush Retaliation Team? team? Oh uh, my gosh, that <laughs> would shoot me in the face. I would hate to play against that team. Which that'd be a nasty going back to team. Zombie Magneto. If somebody was playing that, like Zombie Magneto just yeah, wipes he shuts down. down Hush and and Black and Manta. Black Manta. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but that or oh my gosh, if you could take that to a competitive tournament and they didn't have a counter to hush and black man to, like it is just it yeah that's that would rough. be really strong. i mean there's another one especially that, if you throw on that new uh harley oh yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> there was a there was another card i Momentum. can't remember what it was that does a similar thing to hush that it's kind of it worked really well with that villain retaliation. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember if it was something in the new Guardian set or what. But I re- I remember thinking if I could get that on the team with Hush and with Black Manta, it would just be so devastating. Oh, was it uh, Dead Deadshot or was it the one it was that not went... Deadshot? Definitely not Deadshot. But it Dead uh, no. Who's the other one that does villain similar to retaliation, but it's opposite. It's when fielded. Dead uh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Is that who you're thinking of from Justice League? Because he does villain retaliation opposite. So when you feel maybe, but damage. Yeah, it might have been. So so that because that combo works really well. I I have it on my newbie villain retaliation team. This is why I lose to my newbie villain retaliation team so often. Is that it allows you to feel that you do the damage, and then Blue Eyes is on the team too. So you KO the Deathstroke, and Black Manta's like, I'll slap you again for all this. Okay, I think it was the Hulk. From the Defenders team pack, the one when one of your characters is KO'd, you deal damage to your opponent. So you do that with the Black Manta retaliation. Every time your Hush gets KO'd, you deal two damage to your opponent. And just nasty. Now, all these old school pieces, Serena, Gabi, all these things that we're talking about, Professor X, I think are good on new builds. But if you went, I I believe if you went to like... So, so say we, we take a time machine, 
go back about two years ago, take what was considered the top meta team and brought it to Golden Age? How, how would that work? I, I don't think it would. I don't think it'd work. I think the game's evolved. If you didn't integrate some new pieces into your team, I think you're going to really struggle. I think that if you were to pluck one of those old teams and just try it today in today's meta, the best old build that you could use that I think that would cause the most trouble in modern would be a dragon build. A dragon focused using some of the Yu-Gi-Oh pieces and some of the D&D pieces. I think that people would have a hard time still with dragons. Would we kind of see the revival of some of those old removal pieces? Like I know Millennium Puzzle was always a popular piece for people to put in for removal. I don't think that one's ever coming back, honestly. The Max 1 on it just killed it. Because there's a lot of other cards that you can use that are similar abilities. I mean, you could use a cold gun or whatever to take take your opponent's characters out. You know, there's other but then you could have options. Uh, is it a continuous? So you you could have Gadgeteer, though. Y- you could. I mean, I think yeah. with all the cards, if we're playing full-on, you know, the 2,500 cards or whatever. Golden could, Age is the term. Right. Yeah. You could. <laughs> you could really come up with some combos that that people wouldn't wouldn't be ready for you know i so like a gobby firefly thing. oh my gosh that would be gross with black right. manta with black uh, manta yeah <laughs> no, if and you with did. blue eyes oh <laughs> why do i do this <laughs> if you did foot ninjas and gobby firefly blue eyes nightwing and hush and kind of had some stuff going there. I Man, think that, that would, would be... Yeah, like if you hate having friends, that's that a only, really that good only, solid <laughs> team. Was that only seven cards? Put a ring on it. You're good to go. They, they are all it. bolts. <laughs> all bolts. It's true. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter yeah, if you need it. That's a good, quick, and easy way to start losing friends. Yep. So, so here's... here's I, I don't know what I would do, though. I know I would want blue eyes, uh, but truce... Oh, there we go. Me. There we go. So, so, <laughs> so, listen to this combo, and I think I would figure out. Notice this every episode that he's been on. Truce has been mentioned. Yeah, I know. It's so the look scarecrow. At, okay, <laughs> so I know it, but Professor X would allow you to kind of do this fast. Bruce Wayne, two scarecrows, and truce. So you would. You really took my challenge when Kay. I said that you're going to figure Kay, out that, a way to take it. That's not like, even Golden Age. All of that's modern. <laughs> no, Blue Eyes and Professor Oh, Blue Eyes. Okay. Well, you don't need Blue Eyes. But do you realize that if you did that, that would well, Wow, Truce made him taking, his own Blue Eyes. <laughs> that would be taking two Scarecrows, KOing my two Scarecrows to get rid of six characters. Because two from uh, Bruce Wayne, two from Scarecrow, and two that they have to KO. So I'm... Clearing their field just by KOing my two scarecrows. Yeah, see, I, I told you guys, like, go back a couple episodes where I predicted that Russ was going to figure out a way to, like, take out a chunk of your team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Um, do you guys think if that within Golden Age, there's still the possibility of, you know, I mean, a year ago at this time, the meta felt stale because there were so many bard teams that could kill you on turn three, turn four if they didn't roll right. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Golden Age still has that potential? I, I, With how many new counters there I, are to I'm, some of those? I'm a little still worried because there's one card that I can't think of too many co- counters for still, and that's Imprisoned. Yeah, Imprisoned where, is brutal. Where, you know, it's the well, what's target not really targeting. The, what's the Wonder way Woman's to get... fielding? Zero, one, two? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't. I, I so, honestly have so no that, idea. That, 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 that's where I think is the tricky part is just that one card that has been ruled in such a weird way that I feel like there are tools there, but the tools don't work because of how it's been ruled. Yeah, imprisoned is one that I wasn't thinking of. That one. That one throws a real wrench even in modern cards and some of the newer the counters. Best way to deal with that is to put a force attack global on your team and haunt something through and hope it's not a bizarro or a dark side or, or, yeah, or something taunt the smallest thing so, yeah. <laughs> hope, hope that you don't have and, to and hope they don't have a bard or something on the uh, on their field yeah exactly that's that's all you have to do hope they don't have a bard and taunt the side <laughs> but are we, are we talking about purchasing imprisoned or or using it well both i i, I cuz if you're purchasing it you 
there are things that I mean, if they, if they have to purchase imprisoned, you've slowed them down. Yeah, and and in Golden Age, there is more action hate. There's action hate that exists at all, unlike modern, because there's like no action hate in modern. But um, there, what what was how did there? they rule anti-hero with imprisoned? Uh. Could you force him? To yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I could force him to it all. So that, so that's uh, where. Of the, course, you got to take out Hellblazer. Then, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's the problem right there. And then there's always that question of if they do get a Beholder or an Ultraman out, and you don't counter that, and they do the non-existent, existent die type thing. How's that gonna work out? Yeah, that I really hope. Imprisoned. I really, I really, they hope they actually just say there's a virtual die there that you can target or manipulate somehow to cancel effect. I think yeah. that what it should do is fizzle at the end of turn. There's no die to continue holding it. It goes away, I think. But um, with Imprisoned, I think that the bigger threat is Ultraman because it's not a when attacks or when fielded. He can just sort of do it during the turn, and that leaves you really helpless. Mm-hmm. Unless you've got an answer to Kryptonite. Yeah. I mean, oddly Ugh. enough, a lot of that comes down to building costs, right? So something like uh, Iron Fist would help because he has high building cost. So you could have some cheap characters to get around in prison. You could do Catwoman because she's got that zero zero two fielding cost. All you got to do is find a way to spin her up to level three. That's what you need. You need a bunch of cheap characters with high fielding costs on their top yeah. level. Mm-hmm. So right. They what, can't imprison what's, them all. What's Hawk Girl's highest fielding cost? Mm, I don't want to say it's not high enough. Yeah, it's one. Uh, <laughs> She's uh, a one four four. So, like, I I, th- I feel but like granted, if you yeah. get enough, they still can't imprison all your stuff. That's always been yeah. my kind of yeah. If you can if you can get enough on at least the one fielding cost, they're going to have to make decisions. That imprison but, though would lock down some dark side. That'd be some dark side hate right there. Oh, they that would hurt dark side. Out I was just thinking of that. Just, I was like, man, everything on my dark side team that I ran at <laughs> regionals has high fielding costs. It wouldn't hurt that much, except that it totally shuts down dark side <laughs> yeah, from taking side out kicks. my sidekicks. <laughs> that's a that's a mighty pr- pretty uh, six cost you got there. What else yeah. does it do? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, like, I'm I'm trying to think of some of the other things that we may potentially are there. See. There are some cards that your characters can't be affected by actions, right? It's, and not just is, targeted. Uh, Let's see, Mister uh, Miracle's targeted, I believe, right? You could, oh, you could, you can bring back the uh, Wonder Ring combo. Yeah. Oh my god! But, but it doesn't again. target. It doesn't target. It doesn't so target. that's the problem. Is in prison. But Wonder target. Ring would be nasty with Who, so much. But you else. could instead yeah. of a, instead a of doing her, yeah the the Lord of D the uncommon and the Wonder Ring and the Ring. How would a human paladin no, play into this? No, there's there's a Yu-Gi-Oh. I think there's a Doom that, Caliber, right? One of the yeah, Doom, Doom Caliber yeah. that whenever your opponent like rolls or tries to play an action, you KO him and just cancel it, so it yeah. just goes away. Um, what about Human Paladin? Is that just Human Paladin? I think that's targeting only itself, if I remember. Right. I, I think or it's no, targeting. It's the yeah. helmet with uh, Human Paladin, and the helmet only would protect Human Paladin. I think you would just have to to work around that imprisoned. There's so be much. cool I think. and don't bring imprisoned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like be one of those cool yeah. guys. If you like honestly, if you do want this golden age format too, because let, let's be honest, yeah, this I'm, is this is their Gen Con's going to be their first golden age tournament, and yeah. if there's a not a good feedback about yeah, that, kind of the, they, it might just disappear. The yeah. rumor is that they're using this as the testing ground. I don't. I, it's not like I heard that from WizKids, well, so we I were, can't tell we you. I'm actually we really were, excited to brew some. Yeah, we were at the fan appreciation night, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try this, and if it's successful, we'll, we'll do yeah, more events I'm, like this." So I'm hoping it's kind that, of a little bit of a linchpin on if we want to make Golden Age successful or not. Yeah, I'm hoping that it, I mean, at least gets enough attendance that they consider trying more places. I mean, I think that they should really revisit the ban list for Golden Age before this event to try to hit a little bit more balance, especially looking at Imprisoned. Imprisoned is the one card that I think is the biggest problem. So, uh, I think we've got answers to Bard now. Imprisoned was only 
only became really powerful when you started to the non like I think the non, it doesn't target. That's the one thing that really yeah. kills it. Yeah, but like, I think like, if, if you at, have to purchase in prison, though, I don't think it's that difficult to deal with. If it's free, totally different. Granted, yeah. it's always a pain well. In the well butt. Keep in mind, somebody won one of the double burst extra life tournaments. You buying imprisoned? Oh, I'm not saying <laughs> so. it's. I'm not saying it's not easy, but it's it's definitely more. It's more challenging manageable. if you have to pay for it than if you have to just get get it for free. Ultra, yeah. Ultraman out and then use Kryptonite to use it without paying the cost. Yeah. Right. If yeah. if I remember right, they said that at Gen Con they're doing. All three, right? They're doing yes. draft, draft, like like a draft WKO yeah. type event. Draft, modern golden age, and, and, modern, go- yeah. and golden age. Um, I really hope, like, I wish it was closer to us. If it was, if it was just one state away, I think we'd all make the road trip because yeah, for sure. I, for one, really want golden age to stick around. I want them to support it. I want it to be a thing. Um, I also like the idea of the draft want- WKOs, although I think that. There should be like a draft world championship because earning earning a, a invite to nationals yeah. via draft seems yeah yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with it. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, it's cool, but it's a totally. Invitation. I feel like it's, it's, it's such totally a, different a different skill set. Because you know? it is. Yes. I mean, there you should th- be a, like if you got a, an invite to the national draft championship, would that have hurt your feelings rather than getting just the regular? National championship invite. I mean, no, no. I, but I'm excited I mean, for basic yeah. actions to be a part of the draft. I, I'm though. telling yeah. you guys, like, I really hope the draft packs go well, and that's how they'll do drafts for like WKO and stuff. So they'll have like WKO specific drafts. I totally would travel to the WKO and just you know get an exclusive draft pack. Like Dude, that. imagine. Oh, yeah. be so cool. Imagine if they do like a WKO draft set that is, I mean, a little bit of everything. You, you you might be able to open a, a gobby in there or like a you know, golden pick, age draft pack that's yeah. just all like just, that's a hodgepodge yeah. of all classic IPs cards. mixed in. That's how they get the foils for the old cards back in and stuff. Oh, oh I would love it. That would be so it. cool. It would never happen. It so. probably won't, but it would be so cool. It would be really cool. Or at um, least have, you know, like different draft packs where like this one is AVX whatever uncanny x-men and this one is something else and then you just kind of mix them together whatever i don't know but it could be fun yeah, <laughs> yeah they're gonna do a chaos chaos yeah. draft wko yeah yeah, yeah 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 that'd be fun um, so did you guys have any other thoughts about golden age and you know a- any tips for people who are looking out there especially i mean especially the new players who if you haven't been around since the beginning you know what to kind of if you're look out if you're for. new and you're wanting to play in some golden age events don't concern yourself with collecting everything from those past sets pick and choose what you want find what you what you want from golden age is going to slot well into your team and go buy the singles for it because and there's a lot of junk in golden age that you just don't need in order to be competitive yeah jared has a whole tower of them yeah in (laughs) in general uh, if you haven't played with Professor X, not to say that it's going to be at Gen Con, but I'm assuming it's going to be. Dude, it's going to be at Gen Con. Understand <laughs> that the game is drastically faster. Yeah, with Professor Golden X. Age, you're, you're buying. Is, you're buying is different too. Golden Age is really, really fast. It was always like that was one of the most refreshing things when they announced Modern was, oh, cool, we can actually build teams that right. have a moment to breathe. Yeah. Um, whereas with with Golden Age, I mean, like like I said earlier, a year ago at this time, we were talking, not always recording it, about how frustrated we were with the meta. There was a three three and four turn meta. Yeah, you would because that you'd was see it. the same team essentially. Yeah, it was everyone had the their Bard team, and they'd maybe change one, maybe two cards on it to fit their own flavor, but it was always the same framework and it had one or two different utility pieces and it was winning on turn three or four and it was kind of just a race to who could buy those pieces. And there's a possibility that that's how Golden Age is going to be. I hope that it's going to be more robust. I think that it's going to be more robust with the things that have been uh, that have been released since the modern and Golden Age split. Um, but kind of be ready for that. If, if this is your first time playing Golden Age, be ready for speed. And 
if you haven't played much with those cards, you know, even if it's not in the highest level of competition, um, as with any time that you're jumping into the higher level of competition, be ready to possibly lose and be ready to learn from it. Yeah. All right. Um, have fun and please guys if you can show up and support golden age i really want it to be a thing i hope that there's enough people at each of them that the wkos become a three event thing yeah if you are planning on being at gen con to plan on seeing bard teams there it will probably be the most common win condition card you see there you there. think I think I think that there are counters to Wonder it. Wonder Woman think, just takes it. No, no, out. I understand. I understand that there are counters to it, and that it's not as good as it used to be. But you're going to find people who think we're going back to Golden Age. Yeah, this is the first high, yeah. highly yeah. competitive Golden Age event. People are going to go with old reliable. You will. There's going see to be it. some outliers, and I think it'll end up being an outlier that. I hope it'll be an outlier that ends up winning it, something that we haven't seen. Yeah, but you will see it. It's You'll like, see it, though. It's like we saw Guy Gardner at Nationals, and we saw you know rings at Nationals and all that. You know, you, there are certain things you can plan on. The, the Bard will be there. I think you're going to see Imprisoned there. I think you're, you're definitely going to see Professor X on almost every team. Plan for those things. Imprisoned, I know you guys... I, I guess... I just don't worry about it in prison. I know it's nasty, but if it has to be purchased, I I always KO my own character, so I would KO and then leave my field empty. So it was never that big of a struggle. It becomes a struggle when it's free. Yeah. Like, I I hate it. I don't like playing with it. I think it's as nasty as you guys say, but if I'm playing against a team where they have to purchase it, there is strategic play arounds, not necessarily... Great ones, but there is strategic play. Buying rounds. buying one or two of their imprisoned right. is a good counter or good yeah, especially if they have cheap oh, characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Usually, we, I think we've noticed when you are playing the buying imprisoned game, person who has two tends to win. Yeah. I yeah. would say, and I I know there's probably not a lot of flex spots. I think we're getting into that now with you know so many great cards out. I really think Zombie Magneto would just throw people in a. Yeah, yeah, they zombie, really not, not, yeah. zombie Magneto will be big, I think, if if you bring it to a Golden Age event, especially if you get the him on level first three. Few. Imprison doesn't touch him. If yeah. people have never played against him, oh, and they so. just have this cheap team that they're all excited about, it it can be so devastating that all of a sudden just everything's blanked. Yep. I like just, oh crap! I have vanilla. It's characters. so satisfying when you get him out too, and you real and and then you see the look on their face, like oh my gosh, my team is next to useless now because yep. of him. Every time I played Love. against it, Love <laughs> I was zombie Magneto. I, and I, the worst times that I had because I, my old reliable was always a bolt ring. Uh, in Golden Age, you have Iceman who has the goal, the global of pay a bolt and turn all of your sidekick dice to bolts which is awesome on a ring team and then you just fill the ring fill the rest of the team out with cheap bolts at first before there was an errata uh zombie magneto was taking away the ring ability from all those cheap characters like he was a hard hard counter against the ring they've since eroded it i don't know how much i agree or disagree with the errata but it is what it is but that's um, when everybody fell out of love with Zombie Magneto. Yeah, because it didn't and work all the with stuff the ring. That it did. Yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know that you're going to see that many rings because people love people love the Bard, and the Bard teams typically beat out ring teams in the old meta. And so I don't think you're going to see a lot of people bring rings. Uh, to I expect to see some more shield rings. Shield Somebody's rings already. But, but again, kick. remember, Golden Age brings back uh, Captain America, which really shuts down rings pretty hard right so but shield ring is popular right now yeah it is and then you add a bard to that i just think that's gonna be kind of low-hanging fruit in a good way like i think it's just would be really tough to deal with then again captain america also kind of wreaks havoc on firefly oh yeah yeah like any kind of direct damage to yeah and he would definitely be one i would look at yeah i would i would sure. be bringing him uh he, he's gonna hurt against or he's gonna hurt the villain retaliation firefly yeah, the, rings. that's a it, 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 satchel it, it's tough <laughs> no, don't, no don't don't bring him against satchel. it's a 
it would be very difficult to build, and it will be difficult to build for Golden Age because you're just saying, well, if I meet these certain teams, I'm not going to win. And, <laughs> you know, because you can't cover all your bases. And oh, the, you absolutely can't. But that's a sign of a healthy meta. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, like, guys, I, I always love having these kind of discussions and stuff. And if you are actually going to Gen Con, since we can't make it, we want we want to hear from you guys. If you're going on Gen Con, if you're planning on um, taking a team and stuff, you know, feel free to shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. If you don't want us to, to share with other people, we won't share, but we're always curious to see what's going to be happening. Yeah, what do we got? A uh, better part of a month still before yeah. Gen Con? Yep. Now, people Sp- may Spider-Man's hate Spider-Man's coming out between Ooh. now and then, right? Yeah. yeah, we still got a couple more sets coming out. That um, good. Right That's going to that, be so. interesting. One card that I think would wreak havoc on some of the ideas that we've said is Lissa Drac. To use Magser. <laughs> I mean, I think he's, <laughs> she's way. Ooh. No, we don't. We do not have much time. Gen Con is August 17th through August 20th. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh. So it'll be like so when this comes out. Yep. So, so, so <laughs> no new sets before then. So, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> That's will, awful. we will definitely want to hear from you guys. Yeah, um, let us know how it went. <laughs> yep, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for talking about this, and I'll talk to you all later. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. Have you used Exposed before, or what do you think you'll see at Gen Con this year? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and cool player resources. If you guys are looking for a cool gift or something custom, make sure you check out the KO Kings Etsy shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO Kings Corner or just search for KO Kings Corner. Big thanks to everybody who listens to this show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Thank you.